Hi, and welcome to Ultra Chill. This is episode number 11. We've got an exciting show lined up for you today with one of our product owners, Nicolas Bouillet, joining David to talk about our upcoming feature set in the unique marketplace. We believe that decentralized marketplaces, especially ones as open as Ultras, will be a big driver for games in the coming years. The unique marketplace's foundational uh, functionality that integrates deeply into our NFT standard and allows users of our client to buy, sell, and transfer uniques that represent games and other digital assets. We'll be talking about why we built it, what it means for Ultra, and what our end goal for the marketplace actually is. Just a quick reminder before we get started, if you haven't subscribed yet, now's your chance. It really helps this project grow and thrive. Ultra Welcome, Nicola. Uh, this is your first time on the show. So why don't you give us a quick hello and tell us a little bit about what you do at Ultra. Uh, sure. Uh, thanks, Rami. Uh, so I'm Nicola. I'm been uh, joining the Ultra team two years ago. Uh, that has been an awesome time spent uh, uh, building the, the Ultra project. Uh, before that, I've been a product owner on various big companies as well, like e-commerce. I'm an engineer by formation, but uh, not, I'm more on the functional part of sites. And uh, yeah, we've been building uh, Ultra with David and uh, the PO team, uh, designing the functionality part of site for, for two years now. Ultra has always been about having a product first perspective. And I think that's really why what we've built so far has been so comprehensive and cohesive. I think it's a big part of why I think ultimately Ultra will be so successful. There's a larger vision here and I think it really shows through. The marketplace is very much in this vein. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that first. So. Let's start with why we've been building a marketplace. Well, uh, if you want me to get started, David. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the marketplace is obviously a core component of our system because we are building this platform and this whole ecosystem uh, revolving around the true ownership through uh, for digital assets uh, supported by blockchain. And well, the marketplace is definitely the place where this becomes a reality for end users when they are able to browse uh, digital assets, trade them, uh, make money out of it, or just looking for opportunities or a new game or uh, any kind of digital assets. Uh, so it's really about discovery, trading, and benefiting from the ownership of those digital assets. So it's obviously a core component in uh, the Ultra platform. I guess that kind of brings up the question of what would Ultra be without a marketplace? It would be a steam on steroids. <laughs> but uh, no, um, yeah, the, the marketplace is really fundamental to the vision of Ultra. Um, and not just for Ultra games, but also for the app ecosystem, uh, for the live streaming, for the tournament platform, and for all other apps that are going to be published by third parties, whatever they are. Um, it's really, um, it's the place where your digital assets are going to be visible uh, from the world. But it's also a place where we can show NFTs that we don't even know um, exist because 
um, you know, third parties can create NFTs. And for us, it's a way to um, advertise and, and communicate around their products as well. Um, so it's uh, it's really central to the platform. Well, really, like we're talking like at a, like a base level of functionality here, but that's that's not what it is. Like it like breathes life into the platform because like you know the games that you uh, you buy and that you want to resell, that's where it happens. But uh, as you're kind of uh, insinuating when we're talking about uh, stuff that you earn, NFTs that you earn through Theta, then they go on the, on the marketplace and they get resold there. Like every piece of uh, Ultra that gets kind of like expanded, that expands that ecosystem uh, is benefited by the marketplace itself because it's like where the value is kind of generated for the whole platform, right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's um, it's kind of like a circular economy if you think about it. Because under one hood, um, you have Ultra um, and all of the apps that are under it. So, um, you know, you can come and play a game or watch a stream and then you can sell this property. And then with that, you can spend it somewhere else very conveniently. So I, I definitely see, um, especially free to play games are going to benefit tremendously. So there, there are typical conversion rates where you see there's a percentage of the user base on a, of a free to play game that spends money. And it typically it's something around, you know, three to 4%, um, depending on the type of games. Um, but then I think on ultra is going to be much higher because everybody will have some money, right? Even if it's, you know, just a hat that costs a half a dollar or a dollar, you know, suddenly, you know, maybe you don't need to ha even have a credit card. You can just play a game, earn some NFTs, sell it to somebody that really wants it, and then uh, spend in the free-to-play game. So conversion rate will also be higher. And therefore, I think free-to-play games typically are going to be uh, more profitable on Ultra itself. So, and, and that's really on the gaming side. But then again, there's the app ecosystem. Um, and we're going to see a lot of very different things here. Yeah, I can imagine, you know, uh, music artists. Uh, I can imagine movie, you know, um, or TV series that will show up and have these different interactions with their communities. And again, like with this circular economy, money can easily flow from one side to another and just keep growing as the user base of one side grows. Everybody in the ecosystem benefits from that. That's exactly it. The, the marketplace, I think, will be where the magic happens whenever we people leverage the uh, the uh, un the NFTs to to new creative way. And the way the place where this circular economy will take place is gonna be on the marketplace. Whenever and it all boils down to what an NFT is, and we are only scratching the surface yet. It's gonna be right. more and more opportunities in the future and the marketplace will be in the center of that new economy and business models and, and opportunities. I think that's actually a really interesting point because like, again, the stuff that we've been building is the stuff that we need for our specific use case. And we're building those foundational technologies like, you know, the unique marketplace, but the stuff that gets built in the future utilizes all of that stuff also. And whether that's, you know, uh, videos or whether that's music or whether that's, uh, other you know, special achievements or tickets or God knows what, like it all funnels through that one one center of of ultra, whatever yeah. it actually is. 
I think it's super important to to understand that um, NFTs today in its current form that people know, um, it's actually um, very um, rudimentary technology. It's, yeah. it's to to us we look NFTs like a proof of concept, um, and we 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 took them we took this proven concept, but now we're adding the corporate world to this, and when we did that you know um you know one of the really strength of ultra is our um you know product owner teams like uh, nicholas but also you know it's it's a much much larger team than that and we're really focused on thinking of use cases you know and the nfts that we built are not just made for ultra ultra games ultra games nft virtual items and so on um this unique um, is something that's built for any industry. Um, and the NFT or the unique marketplace in our case um, is a place that will assemble and regroup all of these different industries within a single roof um, so that, you know, you're interested in music, well, just, you know, choose in your filter, show me music or games or or you know, maybe one day you're going to be interested in a particular IP. Uh, you're going to type in, you know, The Walking Dead, and then you're going to see how uh, there's a music, there's a TV show, there's a game, there's you know, virtual items, and so we're going to kind of like create this new um, cross um, industry marketplace um, that will, you know, rely on this um, central unique uh, technology. NFTs are not JPEGs. They are proof of ownership that enables functionality. Like that's really what this boils down to. Yeah, absolutely. JPEG is the is is the first use case that kind of like went abroad. And when I say broad, it's really within the niche of the crypto world because there's yeah. no um, mainstream application right now for the problems that we all know, like onboarding, complexity, the cost, operation, and all of that. Um, but, uh, but really, you know, these images collectibles are really the first use case. Um, ultra games is coming with, uh, a tons of new use cases that will be released, um, and announced uh, throughout, uh, you know, 22. That's barely a proof of concept, <laughs> putting a picture in a, in an NFT and NFT yeah. will be much more than that in the coming years for sure. That's really Absolutely. exciting to think about. Yeah. You, yeah. you mentioned the uh, the product team, and I guess that having Nicola here with us is kind of a unique opportunity for us to talk about how Ultra, as a company, approaches its product development cycle. I think that how we prioritize features is really interesting, and it gives some into, insight into how we think together kind of as a group. Um, David, maybe you can tell us how we prioritize one big feature over another at an executive level. Yeah, so um, we've been um, signing deals for the past three, four years. Um, and um, while we were doing that, th there were <laughs> there, <laughs> th a lot of requirement arise from these, you know, oh, I need this, I need that. Okay. And so um, depending on these different needs, some of them are very recurrent. Some of them are very specific. 
And then some of them are very specific for a small company. And then some of them are very specific for a giant company. So it's always a balancing act. Like what do we do first? What will be the biggest bang for the buck? Um, on our side, the buck is really development time. Uh, you know, like every other company, we have a finite resource of developers. Um, and so we need to decide, okay, what is the most important, like for us right now, user growth or, you know, revenue, this and that. And for us right now, it's really, um, user growth and, um, and business enablers. Some of these functionality enable us to do all kinds of new business deals. Um, and then, um, some of them also enable us to, um, you know, um, deliver what we promised. Uh, so for example, um, you know, we, we work with certain game developers. Um, there are some exclusive um, deals that we uh, signed and we need to make sure that they get the tech um, on time at the date that we promised them um, so that they can, you know, complete the game um, in, in due time. And so, so all of that comes into this constant discussion and and like a prioritization of these uh, functionalities and it's um it's a it's a thing that we can do because we're we're structured in an agile uh, development environment you know tomorrow we get this mega deal um and we can talk okay this becomes gets you know some priority over some other functionalities and we can deal with that and um yeah it's um it's uh, you know everything related to the blockchain side of this prioritization um, is, is one area where Nicolas Bouillet is uh, heavily uh, involved. He's, he's leading um, everything blockchain related. So that means um, not just the NFTs, but also, you know, on the protocol side and, and uh, you know, authenticator signature uh, of transactions and all of that. Yeah, Nicola, you, you took over for me from the blockchain team in uh, the end of the summer. And it was really fun to, you know, have somebody kind of like take the mantle. H how's it been for you? <laughs> Pretty good, uh, especially thanks to uh, the blockchain team with uh, amazing people. Uh, first, they've been uh, super welcoming, uh, super helpful because I didn't have the skill set uh, yet. And they, are, they have been pushing me in growing those skills to be able to lead the team. So big thanks and kudos to them. They have been super uh, helpful to me. And this is a whole new world uh, full of opportunities. So it's super exciting to be a part of the blockchain team as well. It's It really helps to get the broader vision of what we are trying to to achieve at, at Ultra. So super yeah. glad to, to have that. I, th I think just to clarify the skills, you've always had them. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's more about knowledge because, um, because everything is so new, uh, there's nothing you, it's not something like you can, you can guess as in, okay, I know what to do and how it works because, you know, that's probably how it works, uh, because of, you know, previous experiences, you know, what we do is very, I mean, it's new, like nobody is doing that, um, and, or very, very few companies is doing that. So it's more, it was more about you know, okay, how does this protocol functionality works exactly? And then with, with this explanation, then you could use your existing skills to actually organize the development and, and work then with the developers. 
that 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 actually right there is a super interesting point. Uh, what does a PO do? Because like a PO, like the skills that you have is about prioritization. It's about understanding. It's about translation, right? Um, and when you migrate from uh, one group to another, like those critical skills are what you're bringing with you. And the specific knowledge that you have uh, for, you know, one technical team versus another technical team, I'm not saying that it's not relevant, but it's something that you kind of like assume as part of the work that you do when you go into that new role. And it's not so much about uh, being technically proficient in that specific you know, stack. It's about uh, helping that team make the right decisions. Because like the stuff that uh, David was talking about before, the prioritization at executive level, when it comes down to the PO team, um, there's still a lot of decisions that you guys make about uh, what to build next, uh, why to build it next. You present um, options and consequences for those options to the execs so they can make kind of like informed decisions on sets of features that might go together. Maybe you can tell, tell us a little bit about what your experience within Ultra has been like going through that process. Sure. So whenever there are business requirements, there are obviously uh, the, the main inputs for, for the product team to decide what to build next. Uh, but there are others uh, like the engineering point of view, like building the tools, building the, uh, the uh, technical ecosystem. There are also obviously the user experience, why we are building stuff for who, what are their needs, does that solve actual problems they have? So basically we, we took all those inputs from the real users, the business, the technical part of site, and that's where we need to apply those logic about, okay, so I know what the value is, I know what the complexity is, I know who the user are, I know that there is a problem to be solved, and push all of this into a giant bag and say, okay, this is the stuff we need to build next, and this is the stuff that we should build, but not right now. And that's very, sometimes it's heartbreaking, you know, just to postpone stuff because you need to focus on another one. And that's something you really love <laughs> and you want to push, but that's not the proper time to do it yet because partners, because business, because other problems or features are more important right now. And one of the biggest, um, biggest uh, uh, job as a PO is to make the most efficient usage of all uh, the the engineers and uh, everyone that we have that actually build the product, build the code and build the product into the most efficient way to deliver value. That's really the core uh, work uh, as a PO to understand the value and to take most of the high skilled people in the company building toward a, a focused and direction that is the most efficient way to, to build the product right now. Yeah, and, and with this, there's also the aspect that, um, you know, if you come with a million of different tasks that all involve the front-end team or, you know, a million that all involve the back-end team or the blockchain team and so on, you, you actually can't do that because it's not because you have, you know, uh, 60 engineers that, you know, they can all do the same thing. They all are, you know, hyper-specialized in a certain domain. 
And so, and, and plus you don't want them to do stuff that, you know, they're not, you know, experienced in. So what you need to do is, okay, um, I, I need some tasks that are handled by the front end, some tasks that are handled by the back end. And so when you get these tasks, you have a list of things that you need to do. You can act, you actually need to balance it and say, okay, this one will be more heavily front end, more heavily back end so that you know, the months of work, or in our case, like we do two, we do sprints of two weeks, which is kind of like a, a period of, of development uh, with a set of tasks. And what you do is you distribute the task. And then once this sprint is over, um, you have right after another two weeks of other tasks. And so you're constantly balancing what is your workforce available and what is the task that we need to do. As a PO, you're most of the time assigned to one or multiple developer teams, and there are multiple teams and different POs. So one of your job is pushing features to your team to feed them with features that they can start building. And obviously, some of the big initiatives we are, are cross teams. So you need to work with other POs, other teams, uh, the architects and uh, the, the, the solution architects as well. So we just figure out, okay, we need to achieve this in this period of time. How do we organize ourselves so we can make it actually, and we can make the most of every team that are involved in this specific topic. So that's really like the microcosm of one team is one thing and the whole company goals and how we articulate different teams together. It's not only the PO job because it's more like the company-wise job and we work with uh, scrum masters, delivery manager, uh, architects, uh, chapter leads and so on. But we all work together to organize the company in a way that would be the most efficient possible to, to achieve those business requirements. I think, I think Ultra does it really well, actually. So like I've worked in quite large companies before and that development cycle that you described is often chaos. Like really it's just chaos because when you're trying to manage uh, a, lar a large vision, a large scale vision and many different teams that have to work on uh, either the same product or uh, integrated products together. Um, and then you have uh, different specialists, you have different uh, priorities and everything has to kind of like fit together like this like giant puzzle and like very quickly it devolves into chaos where, you know, especially when you're talking about internal politics or you're talking about uh, specialization that uh, like runs amok and people like only know how to do one thing and then you just don't have resources available to do what you need to do. And the fact that Ultra runs so smoothly is uh, a miracle. It's wonderful, actually. <laughs> That's a good story, yeah, thanks. Uh, and, uh... To be honest, is with the product we have, the product is quite big currently. There are multiple products within the ecosystem we're trying to build. Uh, we can yeah. mention uh, the marketplace, of course, the game store, the the client itself, the platform and the feature that uh, the platform provides to, to end users. But there is also the blockchain, the wallet, this kind of stuff. So. There, there's also it's stuff that we haven't talked about publicly either. Like there's stuff that like we're, <laughs> we're spinning up, you know, like we just haven't like presented it publicly and we're working on that stuff too. And like that juggling, like, wow, guys, wow. And there is so much interaction in between all those products. It's, yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah, because the, the idea is that um, the, the, we, the, it's, we don't want to do 
all of them because we want to do everything. We, we what we're doing is what we want to do is a seamless experience where you know what we believe you know and we're we're really like i'm looking at apple and i'm very um you know um, amazed by how smooth you know the whole experience is on their products and i think one of the reasons why is because they they thought about how this would all work together and so when we built our platform um one thing that's really, I think, very unique is that we we actually, even though we have, you know, this list of functionalities that will not be all developed right now, what we do is actually taking in account what will be developed, but really very, very far along, you know, the way so that this final experience will be fully integrated and seamless, like, okay, you're getting NFT there and then you get a notification that you can use it in the, this other thing in the NFT marketplace, everything single, you know, um, like a registration, you know, single sign on multiple methods of single sign on and all of that is kind of like what we, we're basically eating our own dog food. Like we built ultra the client, uh, which internally we call ultra OS. And then inside we have different apps which we tend to build in such a way that uh, we were consuming our own APIs, we were consuming our own NFTs, we we're consuming you know, our own authenticator, which is what you use to sign blockchain transaction. And, and, but while we are doing that, we're basically laying down the grounds for third parties. Like these things are made for third parties. Like we're, yes, we're using, we're signing transaction today ourselves, but we built it with third parties in mind. And, 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 and this kind of like, again, goes into this um, long-term vision of Ultra where um, we want to provide infrastructure for third parties to be able to make applications faster and grow their user base faster and provide at the same time a pristine user experience. And so really we have, um, you know, different audiences, like we have the game developers, we have the application developers and then we have the gamers and to some extent our nfts and everything are also made for the influencers um and so for each of them we we cater for them and and the tools that we provide them are are have actually been you know are being currently battle tested by ultra so that at the at the end we can just provide it on a silver platter and say hey you know, look it worked for us you can use it you're good and that's where sometimes we have the assumption that product owners is, are working on the, on your, the user experience. Uh, actually, the user experience is one of the big concerns for a product owner and uh, other people in the company, for sure. But that's what is the visible part of the iceberg. The, the purpose is also to build the system to understand the business needs, the vision. So we talk to the engineers and we think about how to build the system and user experience is going to be what's visible from a well-working system, consistent, uh, evolutive. And uh, that will be like the, the big benefit in the end is the user experience, but it's not exactly the entry point. It's what we try to achieve by building the proper system. I guess if we're going to talk about like things in that light, then we should talk about the uh, unique marketplace. And I guess what we're calling a V1, um, I guess it means that it is 
functional and it aims to fulfill our most basic requirements, but really like according to what we just said, it's uh, fulfilling uh, external uh, most basic requirements also. Um, maybe we talk a little bit about what were those requirements? I think the first iteration of the marketplace is not featureful, is not the best user experience that we aim to have in the following iterations. Uh, yet we set the really foundation. And one of those big foundations for me, the biggest requirement of the uh, marketplace was to be actively manipulating real Unix, real NFTs on chain using all the stack we've built previously, meaning that in the end, the purpose of this first iteration is really simply, it's easy to create an account. You don't pay nothing. You barely know there is a, a blockchain behind it. You create, you do your sign up, you create an account, you land on the marketplace. There are tokens that you can paint there. Uh, you can pay with a credit card and bang, you have the token in your blockchain wallet. And that's that's really unheard of currently. And that really are the foundation of the marketplace. It's to be part of this really, we are really caring about the mass adoption and how easy it is for anyone to actually jump in the marketplace and start buying NFTs, trading NFTs and so on. And that really where the, the focus of this V1, the, the proper integration of what you have building so far, the blockchain, the NFT standard, the sign up, the wallet, uh, the purchase flow, everything all go, goes together in a very simple and straightforward experience. Again, that focus was on uh, making sure that the backend that we build was uh, the excellent backend that we expected it to be, the blockchain integration, you know, the NFT standard that the blockchain uh, team built in 2021, deployed in 2021, that all of that stuff works. The fact that uh, external third parties can mint NFTs on their own and they show up within the NFT marketplace, within our unique marketplace. Um, it's not like OpenSea or any of the other marketplaces that uh, exist right now, where you have to do it within the context of their application, and it's you know kind of like locked within their marketplace. That's not the way that ours works because that's how we designed it to be: to be more decentralized, to be more functional. And the fact that all of that stuff works, that was the priority. That's like like what the core focus was, and the UI that we've built, it's good, it looks nice, it works well, but it's not you know, the the end goal of what we want it to become. David, what do we want it to become? Yeah, I think um, in the subsequent releases, and just so you know, this will be a constant thing. So there's no end to the improvement that will come on the, on the platform. But I think one of the um, important updates we will add is like the search engine, which will be similar to um, Ultra Game search engine is, you know, fantastic filters, real time results. So you can just, you know, keep drilling down until you get, you know, like exactly what you want displayed. Um, so that's um, coming. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff related to the NFT standard itself, which will extend then the marketplace functionality such as um, you know, um, auctions, um, and auctions, you know, you can go really, really deep. There are many types of auctions, many mechanisms and so on. 
we want to to add them as well. Um, so I think for me, these are the two main ones um, for the NFT marketplace. And then around this, there's a lot of, you know, um, work that can be done to make certain, um, you know, unique, um, like different ways to display them. Maybe you want to have a very small format. Maybe we want to have the large card. Maybe you want to have the horizontal one. And, and this is something um, that will further improve the user experience um, in itself. Um, and then around that, there's also, um, you know, different tools um, that we will develop that will facilitate, for example, the creation of, of Unix. Because right now, you create Unix um, through a blockchain transaction that you make yourself. Um, and it's great for developers, but it's not for, you know, um, you know, kids somewhere, right? You want them to be able to just fill in a form and, you know, upload their image and then just to mint and boom, they get their NFT. And so that's also something that we, we're going to uh, provide uh, um, on a subsequent release. I, I thought it was important to underline the fact that uh, we have built very um, simple component yet. Uh, the page are simple and like you mentioned we need to improve the ui adding more features like the search engines uh more clever way to to display the your, your inventory more you know, personalization as well like hey you you own those tokens and they are retrending right now you can make some money out of them and this kind of push are very interesting personalization depending on if you are actively using the marketplace as a say hello the cat <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> the marketplace will be uh, we aim also the marketplace to to be very personalized according to your needs and your experience leveraging the marketplace so if if this is your first time you you use the marketplace i think uh, it would be very nice for you to say hey why don't you start selling a token for example and that's that's gonna be a nice onboarding for you onto uh, into the the marketplace if you are a seasoned trader for example then dashboards to monitor your auctions uh, auctions you've bid on this kind of stuff it's going to be very interesting to see how people are able to use this marketplace and create new usage of the marketplace. So we are really working on those small Lego bricks as UI components. For, for now, we have a couple of them, but it's going to be expanding into way more components. And those components will get more uh, smart in the future, uh, leveraging what we know about your inventory, what we know about the market, and so on. Yeah, and also, yeah, I will also add to that because that's interesting. The Lego blocks, um, um, you know, discussion. So, on because of our NFT marketplace works differently, and we touched about it. Like for example, on OpenSea, if you want to sell an NFT, you send your NFT, and then they put it in the inventory that people can buy from. Um, on Ultra, it's it's really on the NFT itself that you set your NFT for sale. It just stays in your inventory; anybody can buy it. So um, with that in mind, our goal is, you know, because there's this advantage that, you know, all NFTs are for sale at any time, 
we what we want is to provide building blocks for other people to create their nft marketplace very easily so everything we built is with that in mind um eventually we will provide these building blocks and just say hey you now you can make an nft marketplace and it's going to literally take you a couple of days and you'll you'll get your own nft marketplace and um you don't have to go to the through the hassle of creating inventory you don't have to invest in anything you don't want to you don't need to find people to give you nfts for sale you can show immediately literally the entire uh, catalog of nfts that are for sale right now on your store and monetize then your user base so that's going to be also um something that's i, I think is super exciting for for me I, I don't think that people understand what a big deal that is like what you just described you basically can have access to the entire marketplace from within a game like it doesn't have to be like a marketplace that somebody else deploys like you build your game and you import components like through our SDK that allow you to have uh, an inventory which could be filtered just to like items that are relevant for that game. And then you, when you buy and sell stuff, it's actually like through the marketplace, through the NFT standard, it's all like already deployed. So like you mint a new token, you got a new sword or whatever in a game and you go out and you go and sell it on the marketplace, which is like kind of like in the game itself. It's just part of like how you're playing, but it shows up in other people's uh, marketplace, unique marketplaces in their ultra client. And it's all transparent to the user. It's all transparent for the developers. It's amazing. It's amazing technology. So you, you have basically the ultra marketplace and that's a must have for us because obviously we want the, the native platform that the user will discover to have those features embedded into the, the platform. But yeah, the way it's built, it's going to be so open that we can think of very broad use cases. I don't know. For example, if you're an NFT curator and you're purchasing very rare NFT and you want your own shop, Maybe in the end, you'll be able to have a website and leverage component that we build to display those NFT in a totally different website outside of the platform. And it's going to be on the same marketplace. It's going to be on the same chain and it's going to be there. And everything that you do on your website, people purchasing directly on your website, it's going to be the reality of all marketplace leveraging the ultra blockchain, for example. So there is so many possibilities around that the fact that the system is open it's so exciting to uh, i'm pretty sure we'll discover brilliant ideas leveraging the fact that this is so an open ecosystem actually yeah it's it's kind of like it will become a new source of income even for mobile apps you know in your mobile app just add the marketplace components and anybody that buys stuff you you're making a, a percentage out of that so it's kind of like, okay, well, I can show my game's NFT, but hey, by the way, there's some other stuff that you can buy um, and um, and then just earn revenue from that. So so this like openness is really what we what NFTs are all about. And this is really what makes it so different than a classical database virtual item where they say, yeah, but you can do it on the on the you know, on a normal database, why do you need NFTs? It's like, wait a minute, you, the you NFTs can. are very, very different. Because sure, you can do the one use case that this item was made for, but then with NFTs, you make it, you, you have this one use case, but then you have a million that pops up because people support 
this NFT added in their app, uh, you know, pr provide you lending service, uh, provide you, you know, uh, loan service, provide you all kinds of things. So, so this is really what makes NFT uh, that difference. Yeah. One of, one of the ones that I've been using recently to describe to, you know, people that are making that argument is you can actually hold an NFT and then use that NFT as a kind of like a ticket for entrance into a special marketplace for other NFTs like it. And because of the complexity of a system like that, you wouldn't be able to deploy something like that for a database because you'd have to have like multiple open APIs that are managed by multiple parties. And then, yes. you know, you know, multiple databases that are all kind of in sync and just like, you're basically just building blockchain at that point. So, you know, what's the point? Yeah, and then at any time with databases, you know, let's assume you work with this third party company that opens you the database. Let's assume Steam opens their virtual item database, which they don't, but let's assume they, they, they do. Um, at that moment, um, you can start building your business and, you know, you're growing and you're investing marketing and this and that. And one day for one reason or another, they say, well, you don't get access to these APIs anymore. Boom, your business is done. Um, and this is not something that can happen with NFTs because they are open. So you're really on your own with other people that are all each on their own and that each can implement use cases of NFTs according to their own business. And they don't need to rely, you know, um, on the third party to guarantee that their service will still work. So, and that that is really what nfts are all about this is the core and this is derived from the tr the trustless environment of blockchain so which is the the value of blockchain right it's like you don't need to trust an entity like you trust the blockchain and because nobody controls it it's a decentralized environment therefore you don't need to rely on anybody and that that concept that we had you know introduced with bitcoin is kind of like now transposed to these NFTs, these, you know, unique assets um, that can then benefit from this uh, trustless um, um, environment. I wanted to talk next about the marketplace as a business driver. And we kind of alluded to this before, but to my mind, the marketplace is very much kind of like the engine of commerce within Ultra's platform. It's the business driver for much of we, what we actually expect will happen on our platform. What I'm curious about, and like we've talked about um, what the marketplace means for us internally, we've talked about what the marketplace means for users externally, and what we haven't talked about is what the marketplace means for partners or potential partners. So I'm curious about how you frame the unique marketplace and its functionality to them. Um, I think, I think. Um, the biggest value for the classical company, okay? Um, and by classical company, I'm really speaking of game developers, but also people in art, people in, you know, music, all of that. Um, aside from, you know, the current craze around, you know, NFTs and the value they, they that, inc you know, grows so fast and all of that. Um, aside from that, over time, the main value, the main first value that we will derive from that is marketing. NFTs are an incredible marketing tool. 
um, because they can be distributed um, in all kinds of different ways. Um, they can contribute to the growth um, of a user base. They can contribute to the awareness of uh, a certain product. Um, and because NFTs are, you know, pretty much programmable, uh, you can have data, uh, you know, associated to them and they can have unique functionality and all of that. It, this is a whole new medium for marketing. That's, it's a revolution that's about to come. And right now I saw one or two use cases that were incredibly successful, but they're also still very simple. And I think um, in the coming months and years, we will see that NFTs are going to be integral to companies' uh, marketing strategies um, and, and, and also community engagement and also, you know, kind of like membership and, you know, own one, get access to something. And this, all of these things um, are yet to be discovered. All of these use cases are happening right now. But, you know, because, you know, NFTs are not mainstream, we don't see them, but they're happening. They're happening within the niche of the crypto world, but eventually um, they will happen uh, within mainstream apps and mainstream services. And I think um, I think this is the first, you know, value, like literally for every meeting we have with these companies, um, as soon as I understand, you know, the company, how they work and so on, I can, you know, we can come up with a, oh, you can do this and that, and then, it, whoa. And then eventually their marketing team start to have their brain like spinning like crazy. And then, oh, can we do this? Can we do that? And yeah, you can actually, because, you know, you don't need to ask us, you can do it yourself. Oh, really? And then we can distribute it using your infrastructure, your tools, your selling thing and so on. And, and then we can do our marketing the way we want it. Yeah, you can. Um, and so this is something that um, I think is one of the very, um, very easy way to convince somebody to use, uh, you know, NFTs when, when they've never done that before. Something that I really like about NFTs as well is, uh, is like you can purchase one NFT right now and don't even know about the feature, the, the, the stuff that this will enable in the future. And even the marketing team can come up with ideas like literally years later and say, hey, you remember you purchased that game and you own that NFT by that time, three years ago. And now this will give you, I don't know, better access to a new game years after. Absolutely. Um, that's that's, crazy that's so cool. Yeah. You cannot speculate on the value of an NFT because maybe something will happen in the future. And that's exciting as well. Yeah, that's actually a great use case. You know, can you imagine like, okay, I have a Far Cry 7. I have the NFT because on Ultra NFTs are, and then you can say, well, if you own that NFT, you send us that NFT and you can get something, your game back and something else, for example. Or if you have that, yeah, like you said, you 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 get access to the beta or you get access to a chat channel or, so these are, these are you know, um, like uh, this is part of like what's cool with the NFTs, like you said, is like the ability to extend functionality that goes beyond what it was originally, you know, designed for. Just as much as, you know, you could say, well, if you own that game, then you can claim this special weapon. Because, you know, at that point, we, you know, you can, you could target an audience like, okay, it's an FPS game. We do an FPS game too. 
So you send us the NFT and you will get a special weapon that, you know, only the people that own that other game. Because when you do that, you know, that's advertisement for me. Because now you get these, these articles, hey, you know, this. if you have this game, you can get this rare item. And then, you know, that's advertisement for you. And so I think, like, really marketing is going to be just super exciting. So think twice before selling your NFT on the marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> just buy them, never trade yeah, them. Just buy them. <laughs> a big thanks to David and Nicholas for coming on today. And of course, uh, to all our ultra fans who are listening, we want to wish you guys, you know, happy holidays. Uh, it's been really fun having you guys along for the ride for 2021. And we hope that 2022 is going to be even better than 2021 was. Make sure to subscribe and share this episode wide and far and see you next time. So keep it ultra chill. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Ultra. Ultra.